All right, so I've been listening to people a lot, and uh, the the biggest thing people tell me is, uh, you know, you have to you have to create content in order to have, um, you know, viewers listen to you, so on, etc. So you know what? I'm I'm gonna try this. We're gonna try creating content, create a podcast. I've always wanted to create a podcast, and uh, I think this is now more than a better time to uh, start a podcast. Um, so what, what we're going to do with this podcast is we're going to try to aim towards a little background behind myself. I'm, uh, 30, 34 years old, amputee, below the knee amputee from my, uh, bright leg below. And... I would just like to uh, go through and uh, basically tell uh, tell my life on a day to day, and then also as well, you know, I have uh, I, I'm a little bit of an entrepreneur. I don't want to say entrepreneur because I know that name gets tossed around a lot. Not a lot of people mean it. A lot of people do it. Not a lot of people are successful. I don't even consider myself successful, but uh, I have started a uh, eBay business. $100,000 within the first year, 300, uh, not 300,000, but 3,000 plus transactions in the first year, and you know, I, I, I consider that okay, it's not great, um, but um, for a one-legged amputee, I would say that's not bad. Uh, I just, uh, just a little background of myself, I was, uh, when I was younger, I I was very sick, and um, my parents did a phenomenal job of uh, raising me. And uh, what I mean by that is that even though I had uh, issues and defects with me, um, they, you know, they still loved me. It didn't, it didn't matter. And uh, I was taught that no matter what happens in life. Uh, you know, as long as you're still breathing and, you know, the heart's still pumping, you're, you're good to go. And, um, I, I, you know, I, I struggled as a child and I had, uh, many multiple surgeries on my, uh, right foot. Basically what I had is I had severe club foot of, uh, of my right foot and uh, it was actually on both feet. And uh, the, the right one was worse than the left one. And uh, they, throughout the first couple of years of my life, my parents tried multiple different things in order to correct the issue, uh, ranging from, uh, you know, braces to all the way to extreme surgery. And um, they did multiple surgeries. It was about three or four, if I remember correctly. And uh, around the fourth one, they, they finally posted x-rays up on, you know, the wall, and they came back, and my parents and said, oops, we made a mistake, and, uh, they, they pointed at the x-rays, and basically what happened is, the, you know, I'm more than happy to talk to anyone and give them the full-blown, you know, photos and everything else, but they, they overcorrected it, and it was about a couple inches to, uh, to the right, and, um, they came to me and said, you know, what would you like to do? And I 
begged my parents at that point in time to uh, basically stop it. And uh, we basically went back to the doctors and said, you know, what what would happen if, uh, you know, we don't get this corrected? And their, their answer was, you know, he's going to grow up. He's going to live a normal life. Things are going to be great. And around his 30s, it's all going to go to shit. I don't want to say all go to shit. But... Uh, around 30, he's going to start having symptoms and everything else along with it. And, uh, you know, things are going to start to go south. However, with things going south, it's not, you know, it's not going to be that bad. He'll be able to get a surgery or two and be good to go. So, you know, between the ages of 10 and 30, I, you know, I lived life. I was a teenager, went to school, um, bought my first business at 21. I was a uh, cell phone business owner. I did that for about two or three years and I sold it. Um, you know, I, I basically broke even, walked away from it. And, uh, you know, it was a successful failure, taught me a lot of things. And um, <clears throat> after that, I uh, started working for a cell phone retailer and then I went all the way up to, uh, did that for a couple years and then I went. Uh, did uh, did IT IT I uh, did a lot when I was younger you know the biggest thing that uh, my my dad did for me was uh, he went out and bought a laptop he felt you know I don't know if he felt so bad at the time um, that the fact of the matter that he couldn't you know do do a lot for me because you know here his son's sitting in a wheelchair and uh, you know nothing to do and uh, he comes home, plops a little laptop. It was a 386 Toshiba. I remember it. And uh, he said, you know what? This is yours. Have fun with it. You know, just go ham on it. So I start basically playing with it, getting to know with it, knowing the ins and outs. And I taught myself how to uh, do stuff. So I figured after all this cell phone stuff and I was looking for someone to just give me a give me a handout because when I went through life I uh, basically dropped out of school for a little bit and then completed school and uh, got my degree however it was with an alternative school and I never really took the turn you know my dad kept on saying go to college go to college and uh, I didn't I didn't go to college and uh, I basically took took what I knew in life was to basically to move forward and work and uh, so I put myself to work Put myself to work. Started buying, uh, buying the business in which, uh, which I did the cell phone business and uh, continued on from there. But uh, so I started doing IT work and uh, ending up meeting my wife about five years after the fact. And uh, as soon as I met up with my wife, I started having issues with my feet. I started having issues a little bit beforehand. And um, I basically sat down to talk to her and said, you know, look, this is uh, this is what happened when I was younger and uh, I'm starting to happen to have these symptoms. And uh, it, it just, it, it, it may not be good. So we ended up uh, going to the doctor when I was, wow, it's been two years already. But nonetheless, we went, I think I was... 32 at the time and they took x-rays and lo and behold they took the x-ray and it was just beyond what I ever thought it would be it was actually worse than what the photos were when I was younger and I was just absolutely devastated 
And so at that point in time, I go back to the doctor and I go, what's, what's going on with this? And he's like, well, you know, the only thing we can do is fuse it. And uh, the way we fuse it is going to leave you no ability whatsoever to move your foot. And uh, so that was, that was a little tough pill to swallow because, you know, throughout me owning a business, uh, doing, you know, starting my AT a career and uh, everything else along with it, I lost a ton of weight, lost about 80 pounds within my IT career and uh, started hiking, fitness and everything else along with it. And then someone wants to come around and just say, you know what, you're going to lose all movability in your right foot, sorry, um, you know, it's a, it's a tough pill to swallow, so, um, I go about everything, and I talk, you know, as soon as we got the news, I go to my wife, and I said, you know, let's just, let's go to a couple doctors, see what they say, and, uh, we'll, we'll proceed from there, and, um, so we went to a couple doctors, and it was pretty much the same exact answer, and, uh, so, you know, I was playing the if statement. So if we do this, if we do this, and have the foot fused, so common reoccurring theme with me is what happens down the line. And what happened previously and what's going to happen isn't a good trend with me. So what's going to happen in 15 years? And they said, well, the fix, since there was so much arthritis in my foot at the time, was to uh, basically at that point in time they said you know just based off your track record on how much arthritis and everything else that you have with it when we fuse this it's going to fuse the whole entire ankle and uh you're, you're going to have so much arthritis to the point where it'll become so painful uh, that you're going to end up having to amputate the foot so and that's basically going to be your go-to in your 50s so basically sat down with uh, my wife and said you know this isn't this isn't it um, this isn't this isn't what I want. Um, you know, we're all dealt a hand, and it's how we play it. You know, and I just basically sat down to talk to her and said, you know, this this is this is a shitty hand, shitty shitty hand. And uh, so, how do we take a shitty hand and deal a right hand and uh, try to make the best of what we have? So throw out all the technology and everything else along with it that we've come over the last couple of years and uh, unfortunately thanks to uh, you know the wars that we've had we've come up and the military's dumped a whole bunch of money into prosthetics and I was thinking you know we have all this technology and I, I do technology why not I do technology let's uh, let's take this let's dump it into uh, let's put all of our eggs in a basket and say we cut off the foot and uh, let's just roll with it. I can teach myself, you know. I taught myself how to walk one time. I'll teach myself again. And if I start early in the game, I don't know what my health is going to be in 10, 20 years, you know. Um, so let's, let's start now. I know it's going to happen somewhat tomorrow. And uh, let's, let's take off the foot, call it an amputee, call it a day. Um, I'll relearn to walk. I'll relearn to do things. And uh, we'll, we'll just, you know, we'll call it a day. And uh, so in 2016, um, October-ish, we had the amputation. And uh, three months goes by and I heal. And, uh, you know, it was successful. Um, and throughout the healing time, you know, there was struggles. There was... Uh, 
a lot of things that happened and during you know during this time beforehand I was like you know I, I want to sit here and document it because you know a lot of things that an amputee goes through and a lot of things reason why I want to start this podcast as well is that you know a lot of people get into a car accident they have you know their leg all of a sudden you need to be amputated or someone's put forth you know put forth or put through you know a life-changing decision like they go to the doctor and all of a sudden you know their foot's all messed up and doc goes sorry I got nothing for you but the only thing I can do for you is I can amputate it or the people that are having physical issues with their foot you know for so long or legs or limbs or whatever and they you know they go to the doctor and they have what you know what do you got for me well I can amputate you so that holds a whole bunch of series of questions behind it you know what's my life gonna be like what's gonna happen um, what type of products are going to, you know, be used, you know, from the day that I made that decision to have my, you know, leg amputated, what, what do you do from there? You know, what's my life going to be like? And when I get up in the morning, uh, when I, when I get up in the morning, when I get up in the morning, I'm sorry, I'm recording this and, uh, I got a phone call. But during, you know, during all this that happens, you know, what type of products am I going to need when I get up in the middle of the night? You know, what's it going to be like to take a piss if I only have one leg? You know, how am I going to get to the bathroom? Um, you know, how am my wife and I going to interact? Uh, how's that going to change her life? Um, how's that going to change our life? You know, how, how are, you know, is, is life going to be a struggle? So, you know, you look and there's nothing. There's nothing for the individual that's scared shitless out of their mind, which I was, um, you know, what's, what's it going to be like? And you look and there's nothing. There's few, there's a little bit, but you know, people get the general idea. They start looking at it. It's pretty fucking grim. And, uh, it's, you know, they're looking for resources. They're looking for help and there's not a lot out there. So I thought, you know, let's just take this Let's just try to make it as much as a positive effect as possible. So I took the time and I found people that took every day. There was one, there was one amputee I found and, uh, you know, they, they didn't, they didn't fluff anything. They showed amputeeism. I'm going to call it amputeeism. They showed amputee as, uh, you know, they, they, they showed it at a face value. Uh, and what I mean by that is that if you go on YouTube, you go on Instagram, you go on Facebook, it's a bunch of people that are absolutely applauding the fact of the matter that amputee, being an amputee is just an absolute fucking godsend. And, uh, you know, in many ways it is. I'm not downing it. And, uh, however, they don't show the face value, the depression... Um, you know, the moment when the person gets out of surgery and they notice the fact of the matter that their leg is missing and they go, oh, fuck, what am I going to do? And, um, you know, so I sat down and I was like, you know what? I'm going to try to make this a positive. I'm going to sit down every fucking day, every day, no matter if I cry, no matter if I'm happy, no matter if I'm sad, no matter if I'm pissed off at life, which is going to happen. I want to record it. I want to record it. I want to put out content and I want to make people aware of the shit that happens because if you want to say I woke up every day with a fucking smile on my face and just love life that's the fucking it's it's a lie 
it's an absolute thought out lie and I wanted to get every personal aspect of it so I sat down every day I woke up if I woke up and took a piss you know and had a bad experience with it I, I wrote it down wrote it down, jotted down, got on the camera, and uh, got on my phone, got on my smartphone, and I popped up the little video and I recorded it, and I wanted people to see it. If I flat out had a bad day and depressed and I started crying, I recorded it. When I got out of surgery, we busted out the phone and we recorded it because I wanted to document this. I wanted to document it in the raw. I'm the type of person where I don't really hide anything back. If it's going to be black or white, I'm going to tell you it's black or if it's white. Um, I'm not going to tell you it's fucking orange. Um, so I wanted someone to sit down and tell me how bad it's going to hurt. I want someone to tell, you know, tear me down and say it's going to suck. And that's what I wanted this to be. So I took three months and documented this. And a lot of people, I helped a lot of people. And on top of, you know, documenting all this stuff, I ended up uh, becoming a mentor for MPTs. I wanted to get my name out there and again I wanted to turn something real shitty into a positive if I could sit here and tell someone that's in you know a crummy situation like me and I can sit down and talk to them and say hey it's gonna be all right you lose your leg tough shit shit happens people a lot it could be worse I could have walked into a fucking doctor's office and said I'm terminally ill and I got five months to live but you know two months 30 days who gives a fuck and it could be worse but, you know, there's always, you know, there's always a positive out of it. You always got to keep a positive aspect on it. And, um, you know, and just because I'm missing a leg, it doesn't mean, it doesn't mean shit. Does it slow me down at times? Sure. Um, is it depressing at times? Sure. Do I have good days and bad days? Absolutely. Um, throughout this podcast, you know, when I pick up and I talk to you guys, I want to sit down and I want to talk about these you know, forwards, backwards occasions that happen in a, you know, on a day-to-day life. And who knows when I'm going to put on a recording. Obviously, I'm going to come out and I'm going to say this is a schedule. You know, we record on Tuesdays, Saturdays, whatever. But I also want to, you know, bring the influence on amputees. But I want to, I want to also record what I do on the side, which is, you know, I hustle. And one of the biggest things that I learned, if you can teach someone, if I can recommend anything to people out there, it's, you know, we live in a society where we have all these kids now and everything's pretty much handed out to them. And uh, the biggest thing that my parents taught me, which I will think of, I fucking hated them at first. I hated it. And they would have me pull weeds. They would have me mow the lawn. And it was, hey, mom, I want this. Well, great. Fucking work. Fucking work. Make the money and make it happen. And so it wasn't, you know, don't get me wrong. There was every once in a while, hey, you know, this is great. Go great. You know, here you go. But if I ever wanted something and it was expensive and I wanted it bad enough, you know, great. Go on the lawn, dig some fucking weeds up. We might pay you. And I mean might. Um, and you know, start a business, start doing this. And that taught me one thing is to work. I don't care if you're fucking poor living on the side of the street. If you have a work ethic and you have a drive and I'm being by a drive, you know, I got, I got two things right 
from my parents, you know, just because I was sick all my life and I didn't, um, you know, succeed right from the get-go, the biggest thing that they instilled in me was to fight. You know, I, I could, I could lay down tomorrow and fucking die and I can, you know, but I don't, I choose to get up in the morning choose to make every day the most, you know, if possible, I have shitty days, I have good days, but you know, you try to, you try to make every day your best. And the biggest thing that they made of me is if you want to make something, you fucking take something and you grow it and you try to make it as big as possible. And, uh, if you want something, you earn it, you take from it. And these, these tools allowed me to succeed. You know, I didn't buy a business at 21 just because it was handed to me. No, I worked my fucking ass off. I got the money and uh, I took out the loan and I paid for it. If I wanted a car, you go out, you take the loan, you work your ass off in the order to pay for that car. And just because I got something, it wasn't new, it wasn't glamorous. I was driving a shitbox for the first couple years and still to this day, you know, I drive a car. It's not a great car. It's a Prius. You know, it's not the best thing in the world. It's not a fucking Mercedes Benz. Could I, you know, get it? Of course. You know, it's just depending on whether or not how hard I want to work. But I'm I'm content with that. I'm content with this, you know, little Prius. And I drive it. Why? Because it's economical. Call it bullshit. Call me a fucking loser. Call me whatever you want. But it's economical. I save money on it. And I'm okay with that. And what I mean by save money on it is I drive drive long distances to work. So, um, and the same goes for, you know, right now is that I'm, I'm an amputee. I struggle every single day. I get up, I got to put my leg on, I got to make things happen. And, uh, I struggle with the same thing that Brian over there, that's missing a leg that, you know, he struggles with as well. And, uh, the only difference between me and the other people is that I, I could, I could quit everything tomorrow. I could quit everything tomorrow. I could go on disability. Why? Because I'm disabled and, uh, I can, I can make that my excuse. However, my parents raised me better than that. They raised me. I don't give a fuck who you are. I don't care how sick you are. Not in an unloving way, but you know, I don't, you know, we, we don't care. What we care is about is what, we, we don't care about your bad things. We care about what you can, what you can do. And you can put your mind to anything as long as you want to. And as long as someone teaches you, um, how to work. And so like, like I'm saying, I, I, I could quit, um, everything tomorrow. I could quit my job. I could quit, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to call this my side hustle. I don't even want to call it my side hustle. I'm, I want to, I want to build something. So when, when I thought of the idea to go out to eBay and, you know, start flipping things as I saw people online and, you know, they're going out, and they're going out the thrift stores and they're going out to retail and they're going out looking at the clearance items, so on, et cetera. And they're flipping it. And anyone can do this. You know, you take 50 bucks, you flip it. And then as soon as you have $100, you flip it again. And then you go out and then you flip it some more. You flip it until you can't flip anymore, which is freaking impossible. Because if you have, you have all of us have a nice little fucking tool in our pockets. And it's called a smartphone. 
smartphone, everyone's got them. As long as you have a cell phone with a freaking internet connection, you can be a millionaire. Now, you're not going to become a millionaire overnight. You're not... And the biggest thing that people want now is that instant gratification. I want it now. I want it now. Everything is now. I go on YouTube. I look up a video. It's right there. I can go and shop for something and then five minutes later drive to the fucking store and pick it up. And that's, you know, that's that's instant gratification. And this is not instant gratification. I have to go out every single day. I work a, you know, I work a nine to five. It's not really a nine to five. I work a little bit earlier than that. But when I get out, I don't sit home. I don't go home. I don't play video games and I don't sit there on social media bullshit and deal with that. I spend my time investing in myself within my family and trying to build something that's going to make it ethical. And, uh, you know, I want to build a legacy. And that's the biggest thing that I wanted to build on YouTube. You know, you sit there and I was like, you know, when I'm dead and gone and, uh, you know, we can't take anything with us. We can't take money. We can't take anything. You're dead. You're fucking dead. You're done. Um, however, the only thing that you can take with you is the fucking legacy. And the only thing that our people are going to remember you by is what did you do when you fucking woke up every single day? And that's that's what you're going to take with you and I wanted people to look back and go you know this this guy had an absolute shitty uh, start but you know he made it he made it happen and um, you know that's that's what this uh, podcast is going to be I'm going to take it I'm going to develop it and uh, so and who knows Who knows what I'm going to call it. I might call it the one-legged millionaire. Who knows? But, um, and I'm not going to call myself an entrepreneur. That uh, name and that title gets swung around a lot. And entrepreneurs these days is someone that creates an idea and then all of a sudden, you know, they give it a good couple months and all of a sudden it's not working. You know, it's that instant gratification. They sit there, they source. I have people that I talk to and uh, I try to teach them how to do this stuff. They walk into a fucking Ross or something, they start scanning shit. And then all of a sudden they come back to me and go, I didn't fucking find anything. Well, great. Go back out there, fucking hit three more stores, scan some more shit, and then keep going. And if you still don't find more shit, go out to a couple more stores and continue. You rinse and repeat until you can't fucking rinse and repeat anymore. And what I mean by that is your fucking phone dies. All right, you don't stop. And when you go to bed and you close your eyes, you're still thinking about the next fucking store that you're going to hit up and try to make things flip. And when you're done with retail outlets, okay, great. It's Saturday. What the fuck do you do? Do you sit home and play fucking video games? No, 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 no. You sit there, you go out and you try to make shit happen. And what I mean by that is that Saturday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday is probably the most holy fucking grail that you can possibly imagine. There's yard sales. There's people taking shit that they don't want anymore. They don't want it. They want another fucking house. So you go and you buy this stuff and it's a business opportunity. You're taking someone's stuff and you're going to find that stuff for another individual and you make money off of it. And the money is based off of your time. You're not screwing the individual that you buy the stuff from, which I've heard many people, you know, and a lot of people I tell my story to, 
you know, they're saying, oh, you know, you're screwing people, you're taking money from people, and then, you know, you're jacking up the price and you're selling it. No, 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 no. That's called fucking business. That's called business, and that's called getting stuff done. Every person's time is valuable. And what I mean by that is that there is a dollar amount on people's time these days. And so by me going out and finding these items, so if Joe from fucking down the street goes out and put items on his fucking garage sale and I find a house for that, no, 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 I want to get paid for that. That's, that's my, that's my thing. That's my grind. And, you know, I help people in the process, you know, someone's selling a book on their fucking driveway and they don't use it anymore. It's sitting there collecting dust. That life is no more in that book. However, if I can put it on Amazon and eBay and make a couple bucks off of it, that book now gets recycled and now has a purpose. So there's also more things that are involved with it. But, um, you know, it's, it's hustling is hard. And now is a better time than anywhere else that I think that someone can go out there and make money. The question is whether or not that you're going to work hard enough in the order to create that business. And when you go and you go into a store and you look at retail arbitrage and you look at online arbitrage, ask me how many times that I walk into a store and I fucking strike out. Shit, there's been multiple days I go in, days and weeks at a time where I don't hit anything. And you know, you walk out, sure, you're bummed can't, you know, you can't flip it. You can't make a sale. Whatever money that you just pissed away, you know, is gone. However, you get up the next day, you fucking take your smartphone, you take your juiced up battery, you start scanning some shit and try to make some shit happen. And what I mean by when retail's not working, you look for garage sales. If a garage sales doesn't work out that weekend, you go out and you look online. And what I mean by that is everyone's fucking holding a sale. Everyone's selling something. Everyone's selling it at a discounted price. Everyone's trying to get rid of clearance because they have new shit coming out. And you just sit there and you just grind and you grind and you grind and you grind and that's that's what's creating business and you know that's what's creating fundamental for everyone if amazon you know if once people start scratching the surface of amazon you know sure there's sellers you know in terms of nike that are out there selling their products however the majority of the business out on amazon the majority of business out on ebay is people taking the time going out and finding those clearance items finding those open box items finding the items that were being returned that were actually not you know defective that were not broken and finding homes for them and uh, making money doing that and that's how these big conglomerate companies are making their money is that they're charging and you know they're they're taking a little bit of the profit from the people that are doing this as well so you know they're running a business as well so it's I find so many people that I actually go out there and I you know talk to them about this and uh, you know They'll go out there, they get all gun-ho, and all of a sudden they come back to me and go, I didn't find anything. Well, great, what'd you do? I went out to a couple stores and I scanned a couple things. Well, how many items did you scan? I scanned a couple. Couple's not good enough. You fucking dig. You dig, and when you think you haven't dug enough, you dig some more. And you try to make something out of nothing. Literally, you're going in these stores, you're trying to dig, and there's nothing. And then you go until you find something. You know, and it was just like the other day I'm out there shopping and, uh, I go to the, I go to the grocery store going out and getting a box of eggs, you know, just fucking eggs. Just want to go cook some hard boiled eggs in the morning. 
and, uh, you know, I saw a clearance rack, and I'm thinking, well, you know, why not, I just pull out my smartphone, and I start scanning, and no shit, this, this, this fucking spice mix, this spice mix in a box, and, uh, two for, it was two for three dollars, and I'm thinking, ah, you know, whatever, we'll give it a shot, we'll scan it, I scan this thing, now don't get me wrong, you know, did I scan a couple things ahead of time? Sure, sure, I scanned about 20 other things on top of it, and this was the last item, ironically, that I scanned. However, I wouldn't have struck this unless I scanned it myself, so I scan it. Lo and behold, we have a $7 net profit just by selling this spice. And of course, I grab all fucking 20 of them. Grab all 20 of these things, and I send them to Amazon FBA. And, you know, that's going to be a couple hundred bucks profit. I go in there with an eight. No, it wasn't eight. It was a five dollar purchase. And I walk out with a hundred dollars. Did I even imagine at that point in time that that was going to be a hundred dollar profit? No. If I wouldn't even have reached my phone out and even scanned for that item, I would have never have found that product. So it's, um, you know, it's all about getting lucky and it's all about persistence. I don't even want to say luck. That's a bad word. Luck is a horrible word. But it's all about persistence. And you know what? When you hit that good item, you don't stop there and call it a fucking day. If I would have had more time to go out there and invest into you know finding other stuff, I would have hit up another store. And I would have done it again. And the only fact of the matter is that I had eggs in my car that I couldn't go and, you know scan more stuff because it's obviously I live in Florida it's hot so those eggs are going to spoil eventually so I have to go home and I have to you know make stuff happen over there but um so yeah that's it and uh I'm gonna keep this podcast real short and sweet for right now and uh you know all I have to say is um I'm I'm gonna try to build this make it a big deal and uh, a lot of people you know I swear and a lot of people aren't going to like me because of it. But, you know, I tell it I tell it very truthful. I'm very aware of that. And you're either going to like me or you hate me. And that's I, I'm okay with that. But whatever I do have to say, whatever I do come up with, whatever I do say on these podcasts or whatever, YouTube channel, and it's, it's, it's real. It's legit. And I don't... I, one thing I hate most is a person that gets on... St- stage and basically mask the fucking truth and blow smoke up your ass. That's the biggest person that I hate because they're not truthful to themselves and they're not truthful to the people that are listening and they're basically wasting your time. You know, you don't have to listen to this podcast. You don't have to take the 30 minutes and sit down and think whether or not that this is actually going to be valuable to you. You know, if you want, if you don't like it, you go ahead and shut it off. It's fucking great like that. That's why we live in America. We have wonderful choices like that. So you know, this, this is going to be my first podcast. We'll leave this at episode one and, uh, you know, thanks for listening. Thanks.